What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 76. As always, I'm James. As always, I'm Jared. And as always and forever, I'm Adrian. What's up, guys? How's it going? That was a good <laughs> intro right there. Not only was it a good intro, I, I feel kind of shamed by Adrian. It's always I, As do I. <laughs> yeah. What Wait are you a, drinking there, uh, Adrian? I am drinking Carbox own ranch roll, uh, ranch water, hard seltzer. I like it. That's like just the original water. flavor? Made in the great state of Texas. Yes. Of course. Just original. The originals, I feel, are really easy to drink. Oh, yeah. They taste, uh, they don't have much of a taste to me, to me whatsoever. To me, these are the best seltzers out there. And I, it's, I don't it's like, hard to find a good one. I don't like Trulies or what's the other one? There's um, Bud Light makes them now. Yeah, everybody makes Coors them. Coors Light. I don't, I don't like the Coors Lights. Um, I don't like the Michelobes. Those are disgusting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Michelob seltzers, no. Those, My favorite. Those Sonic ones that I had a couple of weeks ago tasted like ass. Did they? Yes. I think I had a sip, but I don't remember. I don't remember Ugh. what it tasted like. Ugh. I never knew that they made their own seltzer. I didn't know either until I went to the store, and bam, there there they were. Yeah, anything new, you got to get your hands on and try I it. I remember when I started drinking seltzers was because of you, because you found what I agree with you to be the best seltzer ever. Yeah, it was in the Natural Light Catalima Catal- Lime Mixer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They weren't the Catalina Lime Mixer, no. Catalima. It was, man, it was really good. It was really good. It made it worth trying seltzers because I feel like, isn't Zima basically a seltzer? And I've tried Zimas. I would and they just didn't do it. I would put it more wine cooler. Wine cooler, yeah. Oh, uh, like a Smirnoff. Yeah, yeah like okay. a Smirnoff. Smirnoff wine coolers kind of had the right idea with it. It's just too much sugar. Oh yeah. I don't like anywhere near that much sugar. Yeah, you have a few of them. You're you're Sick. like way too much sugar. It's way too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But no, those ranch waters, those are good. They're very refreshing. Yeah, I didn't know they made um, them in those tall cans. Um, I didn't know either until I went to the grocery store today and uh, seen them there. I was like, let me get a couple for the podcast, and here I am. What's the alcohol by volume? Um, It's a little over five, I think. Jeez. Um, for really not much in terms actually, of... Actually, no, it's only 4.5. Oh, okay. I thought I'm it was over still. five, but I guess not. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think the ones that are over five are because I, I really like the Dos Equis Ranch Waters. And those those are for sure over five. Those will knock you on your ass. <laughs> so three or four of those, you're done for the night. Those are good though. They're they're very good. I love them. I would say those are my favorites. They kind of remind me a little bit of like a Doseritas sort of. Right. I'm I'm super mad that I can't find the natural light ones anymore. I, I can't find them anywhere. I don't think I think don't they think discontinued in, them. Yeah. I was gonna so. say, do they not make them anymore? They no. I can only find them at that one store over here off of Washington, that liquor store they used to have them, but not anymore. Now we just need so, Bush to make a seltzer. What's your go-to oh, beverage for the Super Bowl? It's coming up this Sunday. Adrian's going to have a party, Super Bowl party. I want to know, what, what do you guys think? Hell what yeah. is your go-to Super Bowl beverage? Traditionally, it's Curious Light. But this Super Bowl, it will probably be like Jack and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be hard liquor this Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm this, so bummed that the Cowboys lost in the uh, wild card round. So I'm gonna go liquor as well. I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> bring a 30 pack or anything like that. No, I uh I bought an 18 pack of Ultra for the game because mainly because it was an ad special at Amigos, 
normally normal price was twenty four ninety nine. They had them on sale for nineteen ninety nine. So like I guess I'll just stick to ultra. You gotta I, I've gotta go light because I know I'm gonna be eating a lot. I'm gonna be grubbing out a lot. So I I wanna do something light. So I decided to go with Ultra. Yeah. So. I feel like the Super Bowl is the second most um pig out holiday there is besides Thanksgiving. Oh, for without sure. a doubt. Without a doubt. And everything the older I'm getting, the more I'm wanting there to be jalapenos and everything. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be spicy. Yes. It has to be spicy. Yes. Spicy and hot. Didn't you buy some decorations, too? I did. I, I bought decorations. Uh, Going all out. I'm going to do some Super Bowl bingo. Like streamers? Yeah, streamers. No balloons. Shit. Nice. So on Amazon, <laughs> on Amazon, I bought a, I bought a Super Bowl party All-inclusive pack. package, yeah. It's oh, like wow. like I said, it was like thirty bucks. I got balloons, streamers, I got um a table cloth cool. yeah. thing. Um I got some napkins that look like penalty flags. Oh, that's nice. I got two sets of different plates, like the small plates for like a dessert and then like the obviously like the bigger plates for actual food. Yeah. And then also a a sleeve of cups. And then forks, knives and spoons. That's all you need. That's yeah. not bad for thirty bucks. It's not because I'm sure it's it's all Super Bowl themed. Yes, like obviously. there's footballs and like the tablecloth is looks like an actual football f- field. Like it's got the the yard lines on there and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. That is pretty good. So, okay, so what is um not necessarily a staple for Super Bowl food, but what is one thing that is always at a Super Bowl in terms of food, but is not anyone's real favorite, and you only get a little bit of. Like I'm being really specific for some reason because I'm already thinking of what it is. I already have it in my head. Mine's the the little little Smokies. Oh yeah, they're yeah. always Bar- barbecue there. Smokies. The barbecue Smokies. Yeah. They're always there. They're always there. You only in get a, a crock couple. Pot. Yes, in a crock. <laughs> but then they're gone because you only get a couple, and then you go back. You're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna grab just one or two more as I put another like jalapeno popper on there and some chicken wings. You know what it reminds me of? dog food that comes in the little tin can <laughs> that's what it always reminds me of when it's sitting in a crock pot i'm like uh it's not my first choice see but, for me like to me the best super bowl foods are like the finger foods and that's kind of like my theme that i went with this year i i bought wings that i'm i'm gonna hook up and then i bought um uh stuff to make jalapeno poppers which everybody loves jalapeno poppers of course oh, yeah. it's a necessity yeah yeah it's a have to, right? And then I did do uh, go a little bit big by uh, I bought a pork shoulder and I'm gonna do some pulled pork sandwiches. So nice. um, just just keeping it simple, nothing too fancy, something easy to make. Um, don't have to do a whole lot of work. I do put a lot of pride in work in my poppers, though. I will say that. But, oh yeah, they're always yeah on point. So. Um, Finger foods, that's kind of what I go for. You know, yeah. mine is cheese and crackers when there's just like that little tray of... Like whiz cheese? It could be. The little, the or little just squares. The square yeah. cheese. Is, oh, yeah. The little cute and then turkey, you, and then you get ham, the little, yeah. Yeah. crackers. Yeah. I, Meat trays. I usually stay away from that. And it's always at every Super Bowl party. Yeah. You know, it's like a staple. Yeah, because somebody did not really put in out any effort right. and they went to walmart and they saw it there for 10 bucks and they're like yeah 10 bucks that's a good deal because it's done big that. It, can, it can feed quite a few people yeah and there's somebody that likes that shit 
Oh yeah, there's generally be there's at somebody, least one person, and they just look all they're like, oh, <laughs> not a, not for the Super Bowl, but I mean it's good. I, it's just not my first choice. I think that's well, more, exactly not for the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's I not think, bad, and you'll get you'll get a couple pieces of cheese or something. Yeah, you know? I think those are more for like baby showers and shit like that. We bought one of those, and we bought a vegetable tray for Valentine's parties today. Yeah, so that's yeah. at this point, that's all we buy them for. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to pick out and watch a good game and since we're already on the topic let's let's discuss how we think the game's going to go what our predictions are going to be i think it's going to be just like the rest of the playoffs have been very very close down to last possession type ball game probably probably going to be a three-point game damn near every playoff game so far has been a three-point game Oh, it's, they've, been they've been so exciting, yeah, back been and great. forth, and, and overtime. I, I think this one definitely has the potential to be one of those games. It does because you know Cincinnati never won a Super Bowl. You know they've been before, but they're never hungry. won it. They're hungry. The Rams are are hungry to win it in their home stadium, yep. home state, brand new stadium, brand new stadium. I mean, it's it's going to be a great game. I feel like I want the Bengals to come out on top. I want them to spoil the Rams' home party. I just like Burrow. I do. I like, I like Burrow, Burrow too. I think he. I, I think I, I like him. Like I think he's fun. Yeah, he's. I a like cool his guy. personality. He's a winner. Yeah. Um, Great hair. Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, those are my guys. OU alum. I want them to win the Super Bowl. But I think uh, Cooper Cup is going to have a great game. I think Matthew Stafford is going to play well. It's going to be a battle. Ho- hopefully, Jamar Chase can have a big day too. For the Bengals because they're going to need it. And if the offensive line can protect Joe Burrow, I think they've got a shot. I think I'm, I, I don't necessarily have a favorite. I, I, I really just want to see a good game. I think I'm pulling a little bit more for the Rams just because I would like to see Matthew Stafford win a, win a Super Bowl because he's he's been such a great quarterback. He's just unfortunately been on a shitty Detroit Lions team <laughs> for so long that – you know he's kind of been overshadowed mm-hmm. by good you players. Know, well, I mean he's always been a good player. He's just has just been on such a shitty team, you know, shitty organization. His, it's been are, shitty for ever. So his his stats are there, and he's a legitimate. Yeah. He's he's a good player. He just you don't, got a great arm. You're not recognized as a good player when your team doesn't right. go to the playoffs. Exactly. There's gonna be a lot of Detroit fans rooting for Stafford in this one. Oh, I'm sure. Have yeah, you seen the graphic sure. of him? Hugging him, his former self in a Detroit Lions jersey. Well, that no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. That is some simp stuff, right? There. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay, so what do we think in terms of just predictions? Who's going to win? Not not points yet, but who's going to win? I feel like the Bengals are going to win. I'm going to go with the Rams by three. I say no points. Oh, Adrian's, sorry, my no, bad. My bad. My bad. Adrian's just ahead of the game. You're <laughs> confident in that in that <laughs> short <laughs> game, though. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Is it is it going to be, I mean, all the way to the end grind, or is it going to be just a, a fourth quarter I game? think it's going to come to whoever ends up with the ball last. Yeah. It could, very well could be. And I'm all and, for that. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to overtime. Yeah. Would not be surprised if it goes to with overtime. With the trend of how the games have been going in the playoffs, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised either. That would be pretty exciting to see. Now, I hate the overtime rule. I know. I wish they would do it like college. Just play an entire quarter. And that's it, you know? Or at least, like, 
Because I I get the overtime rules because they only have so much time um, as far as the networks go. You know, being televised and everything, I get it. But at least do at least give both teams a chance if it goes to overtime in the Super Bowl, right? You know, because um, I mean, whoever wins the coin toss, they have a high percentage to win the game. All they've got to mm-hmm. do is score a touchdown, and it's over. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that the other team won't have the opportunity to have a possession. They should at least have that opportunity to possess the ball. See, I you don't know. like going a, a whole quarter, but I like the idea of you get one possession each. If I lose out of my first possession, Adrian's team scores, I, I get a rebuttal possession. Because it used to be if a team had the ball first right, no, and they, they kicked a field goal, the other team would have a possession. Yeah, but see, if a touchdown would, would end it. Yeah, I said that wrong. If Adrian gets the ball first and she doesn't score and I score, game's over. But if Adrian gets the ball first and scores, I should get an opportunity to score is what I mean. Right. There should at least be one possession no matter what. I'm each. a fan of having an, an abbreviated quarter, maybe like – Eight minutes. I think that would be fair enough for both teams to possess the ball multiple times and to play it out and see who the better team is. I mean, it just sucks that, you know, when Kansas City won that coin toss against the Bills, the Bills already knew we're fucked. We're done. (laughs) They went down and scored and won. Yeah, I would say, I would say, do, like you said, an abbreviated quarter, make it short you know, like say seven, eight minutes, give them each one time out and just let them play it out and see who wins. Yeah. You know, no challenges, no booth reviews, just one time out. Only on scoring plays. Yeah, just one time out, seven, eight minutes, go, you know. So score predictions. I'm going to go 30-27, Bengals. Okay. I'm going to go 27-24 Rams. I'm going to go 27-24 Bengals. And I hope it is that close. And I hope it comes down to the last possession. I just hope it's a good game. It's a good halftime show. And I just hope that I hit on my squares. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't buy any squares this time. Only I did bought- for the, the the divisional round, but not this one. I bought, I bought two. I bought two. Five bucks each. Uh, mine was 20. Oh, shit. Oh, going, I'm cheaper than that. Go big or go home. <laughs> no. Okay, so speaking of, since we're pivoting, in a lack of a pivot to a halftime show. Easily has the chance to be the best halftime show ever. I think just with who's on it, it's the best Especially halftime show ever. Especially considering how we grew up and, and how we feel about it. I mean, those, those artists have been huge throughout our lifetime. We didn't get to enjoy, you know, Snoop in the 90s as adults, you know, but we, we got to enjoy him as kids. And as young adults, he was still making music. Eminem came out when we were Kids. right at the, you know, what, in middle school, yeah. in 99, 2000. Um, you've got Kendrick Lamar. I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. And then you've got Mary I J. Love, Blige. I love K-Dot. But to see Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop, that's what I'm there for. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead, no, no, you're good. It just, I, it, I was shocked to hear that Eminem was doing it. To me, it, I could, he's, he's, a, he's a bit reclusive, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. to hear that he's doing it tells me that they, they had to have been given a lot of artistic freedom in everything otherwise, because I can't see him doing it if he's I like, think I'm, I, not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to listen to other people's rules. I think if Dr. Dre wasn't involved, he probably wouldn't be involved. 
Like, yeah. like, like, let's say if Kendrick, I, I like, agree like, with let's that. just say it was Kendrick Lamar by himself. Eminem probably wouldn't have nothing to do with it, but with Dre and Snoop being there, I think that's what kind of drew him in. Because yeah, he definitely doesn't seem like the type of. Because y'all have heard about, um, like his complaint about like say like the Grammys, like he refuses to do the Grammys. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Even, he he doesn't. Even, he doesn't want nothing to do with the Grammys. So, um, you figured with a with his mindset like that that he probably wouldn't want anything to do with the Super Bowl either. You know, um, but I think if 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 I think it's Dre, it was is the one who the mastermind behind it all. Yeah, and really got him sure. on board. I agree with that. <clears throat> they're so they're so close anyway, and Dre was a big. You know, factor and element of, of yeah. him becoming famous and getting his music out there. There's just going to be so much fanfare when so many songs just start. I mean, I'm oh, just yeah. going to be excited about it. I'm, I'm just ready for the opportunity. Ages from 30 all the way to 55 uh-huh. are going to be watching the halftime show glued. So much more than Aerosmith. Oh, God. <laughs> or, uh, the yeah, some, <laughs> who. I mean, I, the Who, they're you cool. You too, Bono. But you know. they're not going to draw the numbers view, viewer-wise that a hip-hop artist would because hip-hop's the most popular genre of music that's out there. And when you bring those icons in like Dre, Snoop, and Eminem and Kendrick Lamar, like so many people love those artists and grew up with them, so... There's going to be a ton of people tuning in. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, really, if you think about it, there really hasn't been any real hip-hop artists to headline the Super Bowl halftime show. No. I'm trying to think back. They've, they've, been, the, they've been too scared to put hip-hop artists uh, on the halftime show. Especially, uh, you can't. I mean, Hip hop artists that were once controversial, like right, Eminem was, and Dr. Dre and Snoop, mm-hmm. even Kendrick Lamar. Because, like, you know, last year was the weekend. The weekend's not hip hop. He's more R and B, pop. Yeah, God, that was terrible. Um, yeah, it was kind that of was bizarre. horrible. Horrible. Beyonce, same thing. R and B. I mean, that's the closest that they've gotten. Justin to Timberlake a, to a hip hop <laughs> artist. <laughs> yeah, Justin I Timberlake. am glad they went Mary J. Blige instead of someone, not to be rude, younger. Well, you got to have a singing voice, and damn, who's right? Who's got a better singing voice? She's than Mary been J. around Blige, forever, for thirty years as well. I mean, who does have a better singing voice than Mary J.? I'm not sure. Only person that might come to mind is Alicia especially, Keys, especially when it comes to that type of music. Yeah, but Drew, Drew but, Hill. But that's Drew. <laughs> Aaliyah, we could bring her back. Aaliyah, damn. <laughs> Holo, er, holographic projection, Aaliyah on the stage and Tupac. Hey man, Gwen Stefani, bring her. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> and then here comes Blake Shelton to come. And that's such an odd sing couple, country isn't it? Music, no. That's it an odd couple a, to me. Kind of weird. Like two different spectrums of the. Uh, the music oh, yeah. landscape came it, together. Isn't he from Oklahoma? And she's yeah. from Orange County? Yeah. That's more strange. Yeah. Than you would get a, a country boy in a Orange County. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit about California. Is Orange County like a like a rich neighborhood? It was a it was a movie that Jack Black was I think in. it's like a, a wealthy suburb, right? In Southern California. Well, she's from Anaheim. Which is a part of <laughs> 
You're more familiar with Which is a part of something. Anaheim is a part of Orange County, and it's a part of that Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles area. Right. I I would assume. But that's a huge area. The greater Los Angeles. Very huge. Hmm. Very huge area. Is it like 10 million people live in the greater Los Angeles area? Something Something astronomical like that? that? That's why there's so much pollution, bro. So many homeless people. That's why. Y'all remember that movie Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones in the 90s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, it was. But you know what was great also? Prince, when he did the halftime show. Yeah. The whole tribute and everything, that was cool. The Who was just a horrible idea. And like Bon Jovi and shit like that. Yeah. I can't. I've never been a Bon Jovi fan. Anytime they're you know performing at an event, I just don't want to tune in. <laughs> there are some you know old school bands, classic rock bands that I love, but they're so old now, I mean... How good is it really going to be? Do you remember in the late 90s when Kiss performed? I think it was at one of the Broncos Super Bowls. I don't. Yeah, it See, was the Broncos in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And they were they were relevant, but they were well past their prime. But, it, I mean, they put on a good show. Is that what launched Gene Simmons' reality TV career? Because didn't he do reality <laughs> TV for a little oh, while? Oh, he's yeah. done so much. Merchandise, he's such a avid person when it comes to designing his brand and getting it out there and benefiting capitalism like, you know he's, he's all over the place i feel like kiss was one of the first bands to really promote themselves in the 21st century that was an older band now you see a lot of pink floyd stuff everywhere you see a lot of aerosmith you grateful see lo- dead grateful dead yeah but i feel like kiss was the was was the initial one the initial push of i think yeah i would agree rock with that remembrance heart, heart alternative hard rock metal they rock, had so much rock, whatever it influence is. in their merchandise and exposure through that avenue i mean they they were everywhere they had dolls they had blankets they even had coffins kiss coffins you could buy a coffin <laughs> with gene simmons face on it that's when you know somebody was just like, I'm going to give my wife the $10,000 to buy the Kiss coffin when I die. And she has him cremated and goes off to Fiji or something with the cool guy. <laughs> that would be the luck. So moving on, we've got to talk about Joe Rogan. We know we, we briefly touched on it last week, but he didn't get canceled. Adrian, I thought you said he was going to get canceled. I didn't think he was going to get canceled. I just figured Spotify would be like, we don't need you no more but oh, okay. apparently that's not the case because like i've I, I figured he would i figured he he would still be doing like his ufc thing and 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 all that other stuff he would still have his podcast but i just figured spotify would move on but they say that they have no intentions of doing that i've been surprised how much spotify has stayed with him and not kowtowed to everything I know they put up disclaimers and probably like I to said do that, last but. week, man, he's just too big. His platform yeah. is too big. It's too influential. I don't see them trying to remove that, especially when he's just such an icon right now. He's got so much influence, not only in podcasting, but his, his career with the UFC. And today I saw a clip of, um, it was a UFC press conference, Israel Adesanya. He was, mm-hmm. uh, he was sitting there and they asked Dana White, the question about Joe Rogan, how does, how does he feel about the current news that uh, is circulating around Joe Rogan? And Israel interrupted and said, I'll take this one. I'm black. And he was like, Joe Rogan did nothing wrong. He's been a stand-up guy. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He has an opinion. He's going to voice his opinion. 
you guys need a layoff of him pretty much. Yeah. And he like dropped the mic and everything. You got to go look it up. But he pretty much stood up for him. There's going to be a lot of people having his back because they know Joe Rogan's intentions. Well, don't tell me what to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and Rogan turned down his four-year, $100 million offer from Rumble because Spotify stayed with him. I mean, that's... That, I mean, I agree with you putting that out that he's got a large following. I and mean, what is it, like 11 million people listen to, to his episodes or to, to an episode? And that's more than vast majority of news outlets are getting for every single episode that they have. Now, those are nightly episodes versus a weekly. Or He doesn't do it every week. He does like two or three a week, right? He does a lot, man. That's all he does. You know, most of his, his, his time he's focusing on his podcast. But, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's his podcast grew into a monster. I mean, it's, he's got so many credible people that have been on there. So, and a lot of those credible people have his back. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, he, should he have said those things? No. And were they taken out of context? Probably. He calls it a, well, he doesn't call it verbatim, but he basically calls it a political hit job. He basically says that this video, everything that came out, this, this the way it's kind of progressed over the last couple of weeks. It's, it, it, he says he feels targeted. So the next question is, is cancel culture ending? Do you see an end in sight or is this just the way of life forever? I think it's just only going to get worse from here because the more, the more and more time passes, the more and more sensitive people get. Nobody would have ever been sensitive to back in the day, you know, um, times change. Yeah. People's perspectives change. That's why I think it has to end. It has to end sometime soon because vast majority of people that bitch and moan in the spotlight that have the camera that look at them that bitch and moan about cancel culture about cancel culture have said things in the past that they regret and have said things in the past that uh, now would be considered offensive. And so they're not going to get caught up in that cancel culture is going to have to die out because there's just too many people in the spotlight that have said things that they don't that are now from this perspective of 2022 are bad. Or per- perceived bad. And a lot of it is, I feel like, is taken out of context, too. It's just like kind of what he said when he said that it's a hit job towards certain individuals. People will conjure up things and spread rumors just to make you suffer, make their career suffer. People know that that's going to work. So that's a factor as well. That was supposed to end in high school. You know, yeah. the gossip, the rumors, the drama, the people being in other people's business for no reason other than to just be in it. I mean, I, I get the awareness part of it, like becoming more aware of what you're saying and, and changing the way you, f- you believe, you know, through certain issues. But that generally doesn't come when people take a bad moment in your life at your lowest point and smear you with it for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's not cool. And it's yeah. not fair either because, I mean... And most of the time, you've seen it happen to people that have passed away as well. Yeah. That's what's unfortunate because they can't defend themselves. But it is what it is. That's the world we live in now. I don't see it ending anytime soon. I think, like Adrian said, it's probably just going to get worse. I mean, they take everything out of context anymore. Aaron Rodgers, what did he say about vaccines? He basically lied, right? He just said that. They asked him about his vaccination status, and he didn't, you know, confirm whether or not he had gotten the vaccine. He just said he was immunized. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Which generally, if you tell someone you're immunized, that means that you have immunity from a vaccine. Because you did not gain the immunity, you were given the immunity. So the immunity was given to you immunized. It's just the twisting of what people say to fit a certain agenda or, mm-hmm. you know, make it, make it their, own, their own take and spread it everywhere. That's what sucks. Which I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, the, the whole idea of the NFL behind their vaccine mandates and vaccine mandates in general. I mean, a private company, businesses, all that, they can do whatever they want to. But just the idea of vaccine mandates to me is... Not, not cool, not fair. Not even, not even not cool, not fair, but just unnecessary. Unconstitutional? Depends on who's doing it. The government? I think so. The government through OSHA the way Biden was wanting to? Absolutely. Uh, you work for Walmart and Walmart says get it? No. Too bad. Sorry. You can't force people to do it. No, quit. You know, you don't have to work at Walmart. You don't have to work at the jobs that are saying you have to get a vaccine. So that's not really, you know, the government mandating that you do it. That to me is a different thing, depending on the method that they go about it. They wanted to go through a a part of OSHA, uh, a mandate through OSHA to do it, which is completely illegal. But I think if Walmart or whatever company you work for wants to do it, well, you don't want to have the vaccine. Go jump somewhere else and get it. But I mean... The vaccine initially was brought out because they said, hey, this, take this vaccine and it will stop you from getting COVID. And that didn't work out, but the vaccine actually helped reduce your the possibility of you having a really, really bad reaction to it or dying from it and getting put on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. And so the vaccines are good, but they're not going to stop you from getting COVID. So really at that point, it's just a, it's your choice how you want. You know, do you want to take it? Do you not want to take it? It should be everybody's choice, but yeah. That's we a all whole took it, nother right? rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I got it. I, I got did. it. I didn't get the booster, and I think that's why when I got COVID, it it was a little rough for a couple of days because it was a year after, no, about ten months after I was completely vaccinated when I got COVID, and it was I mean it was a rough couple of days, but not not the worst I've ever been in terms. of You would have felt sick. a lot worse if you did not probably get no vaccinated. doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, and that's what that's what all the studies have shown is that the vaccine does a really good job of helping to mitigate all of those symptoms and keep you out of the hospital. I agree. It's so not a cure all be all, but it, no. it is a a way to suppress it and, and keep you healthier and but able to fight it yeah, easier. If, if you don't want to get the vaccine, if you want to tough it out or whatever stupid reason, I feel that you wouldn't get the vaccine. No, I'm not. My kids aren't going to get it. Yeah. No, my kids will never get that. Well, I don't know. Maybe when they're 10, 12, but by that time we'll have at least seven years worth of data on it. But my five-year-old, three-year-old. Yeah, I agree. So moving on, is there a conspiracy brewing with Bob Saget and how he passed? (laughs) I think I'm the only person that thinks this. (laughs) So tell us what, what happened. I mean, what was released in the news recently? I thought it was foul play from the jump. You did? What made you think that? Because it's Bob fucking Saget. <laughs> Good point. Valid point. Valid point. I mean, Valid point. <laughs> I thought it, it was, and the fact that he was in a hotel. Um, By himself. Just, yeah. It's, I just, I thought it was foul play from the jump. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with thinking that it was foul play. I didn't think that that was the, the thing, but it, it crossed my mind because again, as, as Adrian eloquently put it, it is Bob fucking Saget. But... <sighs> Now, knowing that it was some kind of trauma to the back of the head, he had like a contusion or a bruise in the back of his head, 
and then he laid down and died of a brain bleed. I don't know. I feel like at our age and older, if we hit our heads, we kind of know what to do. And if I hit my head bad enough that it's going to cause a bruise, I'm not just going to lay down. Not It didn't say he knocked out. didn't say he was knocked out from it and found on the ground. He was laying in the bed. So, But I can also understand getting hit really hard and not knowing what's going on. I just It's Bob Saget. There, yeah. had, to be, there had to be some kind of foreign... Uh, foreign government involved <laughs> <laughs> aliens <laughs> yeah i mean he has had a track record of being erratic at times you know drug use substance abuse that kind of thing but i don't know i don't know if there's anything more to it maybe he did just slip in the shower and fall and then got kind of woozy and lightheaded and dozed off and then died it's a possibility but is it is it also a possibility that Maybe he had someone in there with him. A stripper. A stripper. Or a prostitute. An escort. I don't know. But it is suspicious now that that information has been released. So now the conspiracy nuts are going to start, you know, diving into that one. Just like they do with all of them, you know, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. They talked about Michael Jackson, like, walked out of a van. Belushi. do you, do you ever see that video or hear that one? No. Where Michael Jackson he he did not he did not die, uh, he faked his own death to to get out of the limelight and to to stay out of the publicity and stuff like that. And they a supposed video of him walking out of the the morgue van that picked up the body from the hotel. Or from his, no from matter his who it is, them being a celebrity, there's always going to be a conspiracy attached to it if there's a death involving that individual. I mean, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. With anybody. Look at the Tupac murder. There's been so many conspiracies. Well, he keeps making music. And I saw him. <laughs> I saw him, what was it, 2009. They said it was a holograph, but it looked real to me. Nah. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. No, but it, it's, I don't know. I, I, think, I think conspiracy theories about famous people deaths are fun. They are fun. They're fun to dive into, like, you know, the JFK conspiracies. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a rude way, you know, to, to, to say that about the passing of someone, but their, their entire lives, for the most part, were spent entertaining us. And so it's kind of a, it's an homage to them. It's, it's a way to keep them alive. Yeah, that's how I'm going to justify that <laughs> very messed up statement I have. Um, all right, so what's next on the list? All right, so we're going to dive into our Far Out segment. We introduced this segment last week. Which is pretty fun, you know. We had I a enjoyed it. Couple of bizarre topics, and this week is another. It's not super bizarre, but it is uh, something you you should think about because one day it could happen. Um, if time travel were possible, where would you go? I would think you couldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't want to go anywhere in my personal past. You know, like I wouldn't want to go see me at thirteen. Right. See me at eighteen and give me words of wisdom. <laughs> I that I feel like I feel like there's been enough movies and books about that that have told me that that's a bad idea. Um, I would. I'm not gonna lie. This sounds a little messed up. I would want to see something catastrophic. Like I would want to see, like the volcano of Pompeii, explode. Like be able to see that. Or I would like to be able to see when, like from from a distance, uh, when they were testing the A bomb. Or even Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Just something of just absolute, utter devastation that you, normally you're not able to see because then you would perish from. But the ability to move in and out of time. 
I think that would be cool to see. I think it'd be shocking. I agree. Yeah, because you know you read about it, you you watch you know videos depending on how how recent it was, and they captured a lot of that on film, like the Mount St. Helens explosion. That was that was pretty cool to. I didn't know they had it on film. Well, they they had uh, still still photography and um, you know all the aftermath photos and things like that. So yeah, I I can see where you're going with that. I I would. I would want to see a few things, but more, uh, I guess, specific to what I want to do. I'd want to go back in time and stop tragic events from happening. Like Martin Luther King being assassinated at the Lorraine Motel or JFK assassination in Daly Plaza in Dallas. I'd want to do something to prevent a tragic event. It would alter the future right yeah absolutely like more than likely but to I'm the willing, point to the I'm point that you that wouldn't risk. be born and you wouldn't have a family <laughs> and and all those things could drastically change yeah i mean that's one thing i would want to do <laughs> yeah but i would also want to go see you know my cowboys win a super bowl when i was you know six years old that would be something cool going to a sporting events going to see artists perform that that were around way before my time. Um, Jimi Hendrix, I'd want to go to one of his concerts. I'd want to see Tupac perform at the House of Blues. See, all of these are great, great answers and responses. I think one other thing, I, w- I would want to live a month in the 60s, probably the late 60s. But yeah, there's so many things I would want to do. I, w- I don't think I would want to go f- way far back in time you know, to see the dinosaurs or anything like that. Because <laughs> I arrive and then, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm dead. You think you'd last 10 minutes? Probably. I wouldn't last 10 minutes. I, it depends. I would think that if we went back that far that, you know, there wouldn't be like just them stepping all over themselves, you know, that there would be a lot of wide open spaces where you wouldn't see anything. Maybe I'd luck out, but I don't know. I mean, seeing I don't know, a big, a big bug that's just coming in that's going to like a <laughs> yeah. big ass mosquito or something. Gives you malaria to the tenth degree. Would you want to be there when the asteroid hit and decimated? Oh yeah, the dinosaurs. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, Adrian wasn't in here when we talked about that. My go back in time was I would want to see something truly like ap- apocalyptic, like Pompeii exploding, or the testing of the A bomb, even Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Watching the asteroid fall at the Yucatan that supposedly they kind of think killed the dinosaurs. I think that would be cool to see because normally you can't see that and live. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl and winning it, that's probably not going to happen in my (laughs) lifetime, let's be honest. You know, again, it happened in my lifetime early on, but I wasn't old enough to remember. I remember sitting around with my family, but, you know, to comprehend and really, you know, remember the moments of the game. Not so much, but to be there and sit, you know, in the Rose Bowl and see him play the the Buffalo Bills, see Michael Jackson perform at halftime, that would be cool. I would go back in time to witness that. So, I don't know. What about you, Adrian? First, I'd like to go back to 2015 just because I made a lot of, you know, shitty mistakes. So, you would want to go back to your personal past. Could I go back and, like, change shit? Yes. Okay. I would go back to 2015 and change some shit. Um, and that's more recent. That's surprising. I, yeah. I figured you want to go back to the 80s. Oh, yeah. I'd go back to the 80s for sure. How long would you want to stay there? Forever. 
forever. <laughs> <laughs> From the whole decade. You just start over every Days. 10 years. Yeah. You're just like, okay, so would you, let's say you can start over every 10 years, but you also lose 10 years of your life. Would you start at the 80s and just go from like maybe Miami in the 80s, then New York in the 80s, then screw yeah. it, go 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 for broke and do Berlin in the 80s, <laughs> you know, just test everything out. Well, what yeah. decade would you relive? Would it, would it be the 80s for you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. I'd want to go back to the 50s too. The cars, just how simple life was back then. Just yeah, the experience. We blew up everybody in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> since since I'm a person of color, I wouldn't want to go anywhere past. But yeah, we've prior talked to about this 80s. before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame like you. That's anything. Yeah, that's that's a, probably a smart idea. Yeah, but I'd like. I'll to stick to the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. <sighs> oh, I'd like to go back to the '90s as like a teenager, like the mid '90s. I feel like the mid '90s. You doing one of the greatest times in, in the history. 90s? Yeah, high school in the '90s. Heck yeah, <laughs> the music. I mean everything. Movies were great. It was it was kind of not you know similar to the fifties, but it was a. I feel like the nineties were a pretty laid back time. Things were good. I feel like teenagers in the nineties got the short end of the stick. Why? Because we were teenagers in the two thousands, and we had. I mean, it was great. We had cell phones. We had the most of us had the ability to have our own vehicles, or at least a friend that had a vehicle that we could go anywhere with. Alcohol was really easily accessible. Parties <laughs> were easy to go through. We were doing well as a country. I mean, in the 90s, it was just, I, I feel like it would be all that but less. I feel like if we have the memories of us in the 2000s as teenagers, being a teenager in any other time frame, specifically a teenager, just wouldn't live up to it. I mean, I, I said previously, you know, the 90s, I'd want to be a teenager, but I also want to be a teenager in like the 60s as well because so much change was happening. You know, I like. And there's a lot age, of there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Twenties in the sixties, I think, would be cool. College age, twenties. Yeah, twenties in the sixties. Like spend twenty to thirty in the sixties. I think that would be cool. Would you go back to any time in your personal past and alter anything in your life? No. Like Adrian. Well, I'll take that back. I would go back. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe three or four <laughs> weeks ago, and there was like a there was like a six hundred and eighty million dollar. Powerball, I'd go back and win that. That'd be the that'd be that'd be about it. Oh, like um, uh, Back to the Future. You go back and you have the sports almanac. You can bet yeah. on all the games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I can go back and at least gain any fiscal growth from it, I think it would be acceptable. But I wouldn't want to go back too far because you know there's always that you go back too far and then you change one little thing and you come back and you're not married to Estella. You know you're living down and. Down by the river. Yeah, you, you went. Van. You you went. You went to you went to Dallas when when Vaughn left, and you were just like, forget it. I'm just going to go to Dallas when Vaughn mm-hmm. leaves, and you go down to Dallas and Vaughn leaves, and that doesn't work out. And so you live down in your van by the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always that changing fear. things in your past is tricky because it can dramatically alter how your life unfolds from there. I don't know. Would you go forward? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Going back is fun because we know what it is. There's I don't a lot think of I want to go that. forward because I would get older. <laughs> no, you stay the same, James. Oh, you oh stay the same. Yeah, yeah. I would like to 
go forward and then <laughs> like, forward sh- 200 share, years <laughs> share all my knowledge yeah. of the past. Yes. With all the young kids. <laughs> <laughs> Look at here, kids. You're not going to have books when you're growing up. What piece of technology would you take back to a previous decade that you have now? Would it be your phone? Would that be the simple answer? No, because they wouldn't know what to do with it. And then when it dies, I'm screwed. I don't know how to make electricity. Right. Like I do, but I don't. I don't have the technical knowledge to build something to make. You gotta like take your charger with you. Yeah. Well, what if I go back to the 1600s? <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you you go back to they give us the turn year. of the 20th century, early 1900s. What would you take? I take a life straw. A life straw. Yeah. What is that? Life straw is the uh, <laughs> life straw. Brought to you by Amazon. No, um, it's a it's a it's a water filtration system that has only recently been out in the last 15, 20 years, and it can filter everything to like point nine 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 microns, and that's that's a relatively new technology to be able to go to that point, and so you can develop that over the course of a hundred years. Maybe something works in terms of desalination, and then God, you would have that answer. What? Fuck. <laughs> what would you take, James? James is like Oreos. Sorry, but yeah, a life straw. That's what I'm I trying take. to think of something that I could take and I could still use, but you know, in the past, I would, I mean, my car, my truck. Oh yeah. That would be good. Cause gasoline at that point was still, I mean, I don't know. It, they, you'd have to do probably some modifications a little bit. Maybe it's less, more crude then, but I would take uh, a truck bed full of gasoline cans filled with unleaded gas and I take my truck back and everyone would be in amazement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adrian. Yeah. So it'd have to be something I would still be able to use. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't take back Wi-Fi or Netflix. <laughs> take your TV. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, cuz I mean, like you said, you you got to Even be, if you can't you got to you got to still be able to use I mean, it in yeah. It would be a spectacle. They'd be like, "What the hell is this?" And they would take it apart, and you'd be like, I invented this. It's going to work. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Just help me figure out how to make it work now. I don't know. Maybe you'd be on the front of some newspaper <laughs> in Times Square. <laughs> Famous. Because you have this new invention. Look what I've invented. How does it work? I don't know. I don't know, but here it is. Yeah, here it is. It's from the future. You'd get some attention at least but yeah so moving on have any of you watched jackass forever nope i saw it on sunday and it was really good was it was it everything you wanted it to be i mean it's not a lot riding on it it wasn't as good as i would say jackass number two it's a quality film in terms of jackass jackass number two had in my opinion the best ending scene of a sketch comedy comedy ever. And it's the one where um, they dress the one guy up as, as, as a fake terrorist and put pubes all over his face. Oh, and they lock and, him in the trunk. Yes, and Jay Shandrakar is his, is his yeah. um, the, the guy who did from Broken Lizard. He's driving him around and stuff like that. And it's just, to me, that was I hilarious. think it's Aaron McGahee who, who they yeah, did I that think so. too. I think so. And he was, I actually watched that clip a few days ago and he was on um, Steve-O's podcast and he was, he was adamant about the fact that he knew it was a prank the whole time. But when you go back and watch the clip, 
the dude is legit freaking out. Yeah. Like he is yeah, flipping it's out. Not- <laughs> that poor guy to be able to, to have to sit there 15 years later and say, no, man, it was, I knew it was going on. Like, oh, man, you poor man, you. Um, so I got to know, because uh, there was a big falling out uh, with Bam Margera. Right. And the rest of the stat or the rest of the cast. Mm. Did they have like a tribute or anything to him? Was there any mention of him in, in the movie? He is in the movie. Okay. One scene. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler no, alert. I'm just kidding. But yeah, he's—you can barely even tell that he's a part of it, but he's there, and I—I I noticed him right away. But the the camera pans, you know, in his direction for a, for a few seconds, and you can tell, you know, that's him. But that's the only uh, skit that he participated in throughout the film, and it kind of sucks because he was such a huge only, part of Jackass, the franchise. He only filmed one scene or one. That's skit? the only scene that 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 they filmed of him that they actually put into the, the oh, movie, okay. but he apparently he filmed other stuff, but of course the falling out probably determined the fate of all that footage. So I still can't, uh, kind of can't believe uh, that falling out happened during production, like that it actually went down the way it went down. I never would have guessed that if they came back and decided to make a final ending movie with the original cast for the most part, that they would have a falling out and allow it to happen without having any kind of. They try. They try to get him help, man. But he, at the time, he was, you know, get, going in and out of rehab, but he couldn't get his his life together. You know, he was still drinking a whole lot. Um, he just couldn't stay sober, and that's when they decided they had to cut ties with him. It was hard, from yeah. whatever what what I've seen and interviews I've watched, but it had to be done. If you go back and see some of his old posts that he put on like Instagram and stuff, they're very, very cringy. The stuff that he would say, he would get get on like Instagram post videos of him blitzed out of his mind, just talking mad crap on the movie, the cast, and it's just, it just—it was a bad look. He's kind of always been cringy though. He's kind of been the def like everything he's done has been like, oh, dude, you're doing that to your mom's house, like you're doing it to your parents, <laughs> you're doing it to your. Like, I guess that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. That's just part of their their shtick, I guess. I mean, he, he was always messing with his parents. Yeah. Throughout the entire duration Which, of Jack. So, li- so listen here. If you're listening to this, kids, let this be a lesson to you. Don't mess with your parents. And if you are listening, hey, thank you for listening in. This is Bomb City Locker Room Talk. Adrian, Jared, James here. Happy to bring you entertainment. No, but it's just it's just odd to me. To me, it's odd that to to know that he's not in the movie to a full extent. Yeah, it kind of sucks. They they've put a lot of new faces into um, their crew, younger guys that they've kind of recruited, and they are a big part of the movie as well. Are, is it going to be a spinoff? Uh, there might be. I think there will be. There will be a four point five edition of like all of the the scenes that didn't make the movie. Just like they had like a 3.5 and, and they put all of the extra scenes and footage yeah. on that one. They don't have MTV anymore. The movie. That's what they did after the second one is they had MTV. So they just put a bunch of stuff out on MTV. Didn't they? After Jackass 2? I felt like that's what they did. They just had. Well, they had the, the more, Wild Boys. Like two or more seasons. Wild Boys, Viva La Bam. Wild Boys Those was the spinoff. Wild Boys was great. Yes. Wild Boys was maybe <laughs> one of the best shows on television for a while. It's a nature show. Yeah. With Pontius and Stevo, it was great. 
I mean, they pushed the boundaries on that show and they got to travel the world. But Adrian, you're not a big fan of the, the Jackass franchise. I want to know why. I never really cared for it. I mean, I mean, it was funny, but then after a while, just to me, it got old. Um, Were you into it when it first came out? I, 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 yeah, I was into it when it first came out. Um, uh, I remember around 2003-ish is when we finally got cable. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, we were finally watching MTV, and, and Jackass, of course, was out. And I remember watching it with my brother, and I thought it was funny, but then just as I got older, and the more, I guess, Jackass evolved, and then you had all these little spinoff series, I just kind of just was like, eh. You just weren't interested in it yeah. anymore. I remember when it first came out on MTV, the the first three seasons of the show. Everyone wanted to copy what they were doing. Like oh, yeah. we were in middle school when it came out, and of course, being dumb, immature middle school boys, we wanted to go grab a shopping cart and push each other into the bush and film it. That was like the first show that really filmed homemade stunts. Yeah. Stunts is in quotations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, Eric, Eric got in trouble in middle school I because heard about they that. made he made a video with a couple of friends for a project in class <laughs> of them doing jackass stunts and going around and like going to different businesses and doing stuff and yeah yeah. There was a lot of copycats going on at that time, but it was cool because it was it was nothing that you've never seen before on MTV, and that was like the first like reality type show that broke through that was really popular besides like what real world i didn't ever watch real world i watched the that challenges was, that was a reality great. show yeah back yeah. in the day and then they came out with like next you remember next it was like a dating you don't show remember tom green show tom green show actually the tom, tom green show is probably one of the worst <laughs> no not one of the worst one of the first it's pretty uh, bad too <laughs> skit type shows yeah you know on mtv right yeah next was that dating one right yeah yeah. Parental they had, control. Parental control. <laughs> they had a lot of really bad shows that were just But we, we were fucking addicted to them. We hoes. didn't have that oh, yeah. word. We didn't have you the word turn cringy. Away. We didn't use that yeah. as a word. What did we use back, back then? then? Let's let's think about that. We didn't have we didn't have anything that we used in terms of cringy. We didn't define things Raunchy. as cringy. Raunchy um No, that's too completely different. Cr- those shows There's a word I'm then, thinking of, but I'm not going to say it. But I'll say it off the podcast. Okay. But yeah, all of those shows were pretty much trash TV and you couldn't yeah. take your eyes off. Trash TV is the better way for Off me. of every show that they had on MTV at that time. Spike TV was good. I thought Spike TV but had some great True TV. Thousand Ways to Die. <laughs> Thousand Ways to Die. They had the, the, the Joes versus Pros. That was a badass I show on Spike TV. So what, okay, we'll go into that. What's your favorite trash TV show? Of all time. Cops. Oh. You can't tell me Cops is not trash TV. And that is. It 100% is, yes. Cops. Hands down. (laughs) There's Mm. so many to choose from. Like 30 seasons. I mean, man. I'll go to Pimp My Ride. (laughs) Oh. Pimp My Ride. That's that's, that's That's bad. Cops was at least like entertaining, and you really enjoyed it. But Pimped My Ride, you watched it just because it was bad. <laughs> and the stuff they would do to the cars, like they would look so 
Brian here likes Terrible. coffee. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a double espresso machine in the bag. He also likes cotton candy, so I'm going to add some sugar. And you it. know what they never did in those shows? They never mechanically enhanced any of the cars <laughs> in the vehicles that they touched. They just put a whole bunch of gaudy crap all over them. Yeah. And We're going to put a 30,000. Gimmicky, like, put a refrigerator in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they of course, they put a system in all of them. Speakers yeah. and yeah. screens and everything like that. But yeah, that would be mine. I That's a good one. That one in MTV Cribs. I never watched MTV Cribs. It was just one of those that you wanted I mean, I know, wanted I know to what see how was. they were living and and to look back on it now you you knew you know now that a lot of it was staged and rehearsed oh, yeah. and most of those homes weren't even their real homes, you know. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. They would rent a house, you know, to do the Cribs episode and that would be it. <laughs> So, Adrian, thinking about all the trash TV that you've watched over the years, what's your absolute favorite? I think I'd have to go with, like, Catfish. That's a good one. That's terrible. <laughs> wasn't, that a, wasn't that a movie first, and then they made a TV show out of it? Um, I don't remember. But that's, that, yeah, that's pretty bad, too. Wow, those are two really good ones. Oh, yeah. That one is iconic for being cringy and... Like, it know, made you feel uncomfortable. Do y'all remember that show, True Life? Oh, yes, that, yes, that's True Life. That probably yep. be another one. True and they actually made one with a guy from Amarillo in there. Did they really? Yeah. What, what he happened? Was, he was, he was uh, in an episode about <coughs> gambling addiction. Living in Amarillo, Texas? Yeah. True Life, that was bad. Okay, did you ever watch any of the, like, addicted... I can't remember what it was. Like Intervention? Intervention, yeah. yeah that's interven- what it was. That, yeah, that was a good show. That was okay, yeah. That was a pretty good show. The Hoarder shows were pretty bad. Those were also pretty cringy. I still watch that shit. 600-pound <laughs> uh, life, I still watch that. Oh, that's one that you know what I could not never stand? gets old. I could not stand the Storage Wars. Oh, I used to those watch those, too. Those were horrible. What was that one that was in Detroit? Detroit with the family. Storage Wars. With the family. Not, not. It wasn't Store Wars. It was a pawn shop in Detroit. And it was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dad was, had like the on, grease slick back. Yeah, it was, on, it was on True TV. What was it called? Pawn Stars. No, not Pawn Stars. It was before Pawn Stars, wasn't it? Hardcore Pawn. Hardcore yeah, Pawn. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> that one was terrible. Because it would be like all these ghetto people coming yeah. in there. <laughs> was, you could yeah. tell it was in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they were like right off of Eight Mile. Right. So. <laughs> I used to love watching that shit. I used to Re- watch uh, that too. Operation Repo. I used to watch that shit. <laughs> Operation Repo. Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> God, there's so many. And, and during the 2000s, that's what was popular. I, you know what's crazy is I can't believe Dog the Bounty Hunter resurfaced last year to say that he was going to go find the Gabby, whatever her name the was. The, yeah, the girl yeah, that went missing. Fiance. The fiance killed. Yeah. Didn't he kill himself? Yeah, he killed himself in the yeah. swamp. Hmm. I was following that story for a while, and then it just got boring. Not enough true crime for you? No. Kind of always knew that he did it. Oh, everybody did. And he was in the swamp somewhere. I thought for a second there, all of our nation's divisive problems were going to be solved. Because everybody knew that that guy killed his fiance. (laughs) Everybody was on the exact same page. And then he went and killed himself. If he would have been able to just turn himself in, and that's have like a two-year-long trial waiting for this whole thing to blow over... And it's just America against that guy. He could have united America again. But he just had to take the easy way. 
but if you're ever bored, you know, laying in bed at night, can't go to sleep, get on your phone, pull up YouTube and watch some of the old next episodes. <laughs> MTV's next. I watched one the other day and I was like, I can't believe this was on TV. Like this is this is insane. They were so fucking fake and scripted. Um that's what I hated about they a were lot cheesy. Of, a lot of those. Yeah. Really cheesy, really corny. I'm 19, but I'm it was a dog sitter, and I like people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Becky. I'm you can't deny that it, it was I dropped out of school, and I have daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, it had the little graphic of like their um, interests or inf- important information that you should know about them. I'm 19. It was so bizarre. My name's Mark, and I passed the star test. <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh. Those are pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Greatest achievements. And I feel like they all brought in people from the same area. Like, you know, it was just one small sliver of Anaheim, California. That's part of it. (laughs) That's part of Orange County, in case you don't know. Have you guys Uh, watched any of the, like, newer trash reality shows? I haven't really gotten into any. I watched one on HBO Max not too long ago called... Fuckboy Island. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the name. Of- what? I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard. And it of was it. actually it was so bad, but it was like I couldn't stop watching it. Like I kept binging it. So and bad. It, it, it was reminded. Good. That's it what remi- they do best. They draw you in, and you're yeah. hooked. I, you know, the last one I was the only one I was. I wouldn't say the only one. The last one I was actually really hooked on was Jersey Shore. <sighs> I I couldn't. It was. I felt so good about myself. Every single time I watch that episode. You know, I heard recently that each person of that cast in particular, they made like $100,000 an episode. That's crazy. Yeah. They turned all that exposure into a really small fortune, I bet. That's crazy. I, that show was really cringy to watch, and it had a ton of drama, dysfunctional relationships. Everything that everyone wants to be a part of and witness so it had a huge following when it came out but the characters were so i mean it was it it almost felt a hundred percent scripted in the way that every single person played that character type so well but it wasn't it was just them they're just them being them and that's crazy that that exists (laughs) like but i had no idea from what i hear jersey shore is like that those those type of individuals frequent jersey shore and party and fist pump and spray tan. That's just what they do. I mean, I see the same kind of, I, let me rephrase. I saw the same kind of weird on random nights at midnight rodeo back when it was open, you know, not oh, yeah. maybe, maybe not the same, you know, uh, what were they? Where were they from? Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Not Hoboken that type. Hoboken. <laughs> but the, 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 the country. You know, in the Western and things like that. That I'm sure people are like, I yeah. can't believe people really live like that. You know, just those. We had our version fun. of Jersey Shore people here back in those days when Midnight Rodeo was hopping. And before it became a church. Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> Still can't believe that. Yeah. Graham Central Station is no longer there. It's kind of a Burlington. And <laughs> well, they not tore it all down. It's now. a Michaels now. It's a Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> well, those buildings are new. They built it on top of where it used to be. Yes. Gosh, don't you wish Grams was still around? 
Not really. No. <laughs> I wish Western Plaza was still around. Yeah, Buffalo definitely. Nickel. Buffalo Nickel. Buffalo Nickel. Going to the movies in Western Plaza. I just, uh, this, I love the fountain. I liked walking past this cigar shop. Yeah. You know, in Western Plaza, and then going to Furs inside. Did y'all ever go to Furs in yeah. Western Plaza? We used to go there all the time as yeah. a family. But yeah, that. It was iconic. It was iconic. You know, big tragedy happened there with, you know, Brian Dennecke getting killed in the parking lot. And inspired Bomb City, the movie, That's which a was a good movie. movie. That yeah. was a great movie. Yeah, it. I kind of wish it got a lot more exposure because it was just. I mean, it was a great, great independent film. Mm-hmm. But it had a great acting. I mean, it had a yeah. great story. It, it was just. It was good. I saw Filmed it on really well near around the time of Valentine's Day, two thousand eighteen. I went to the the movie theater in the mall and watched it. Nice. Yeah, we um, we lucked out and were able to get tickets when they did it at the Globe Theater. And that was yeah. I cool. wanted to go during that show, and that but I couldn't cool. make it. And it was funny. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna out some kid that was there, and he was talking about how um, he was like 18 or 19, and he, you know they did questionnaires after it to the the uh, the cast and the director and everything, and he was saying, "Yeah, I live in Canyon and." You know, I'm trying to live the punk lifestyle, and you know, it's just it's hard because I've had to I've had to cut my hair so, so I can get a job, and you have to do all these things, you know, to make money and do this. And there's somebody in the back that's just like, "Then you're not a punk, sit down." <laughs> like, it was just great. The poor kid probably lived his life thinking that he was just to find out from some 30 year old, 50 year old man in the back that oh, was a punk funny. back in the time. But I'll never forget that. Yeah, in the late 90s, I mean, that scene was was huge and the jock scene was huge the white hats you know everyone yeah. would go to lids and buy one of those college mm-hmm. white hats yeah all the stupid <laughs> what was it the cocks yeah and all the little things like that yeah lids was lids was lids was the place to be yeah i had Very a north much. carolina white one i did i had I a had penn one. state i had a couple of penn states i remember having man hats were just the thing the, yeah, yeah they were the style it's crazy now they've got their own store there I never thought Liz would be like an actual store you could walk into. No. It was always just a pop-up stand. But yeah. Well, moving on, you mentioned something before the podcast that I think we need to um, dive into. Your favorite female singer of all time. Well, no, it was... So Adrian was playing a song, and it was Celine Dion, and I think it was the Titanic song. And it just no. Oh shit! <laughs> was, it was it was, it was Celine Dion singing the song, um, and it just it just made me want to, to to bring that up as a topic because it just some female songs a lot more just because generally they tend to be a lot more single uh, solo artists and things like that. They just they just catch you, you know. That just they they take you they take you back. They make you want to sing and belt out, and they just they're moving songs. And so, yeah. somebody go first. Adrian. Right. Your absolute favorite. <laughs> um, I just want to say for the record that I'm not saying this because she's a lesbian. <laughs> but but <coughs> um, I'm the only one by M- Melissa Etheridge. Probably my favorite, like, female, like, rock ballad fuck you song is it like a it's not really a fuck you song but it's like a breakup song in that yeah realm yeah like a love ballad type song yeah 
man, one that always resonates with me is, I mean, the lead singer's a woman. It is a band, the Cranberries. Zombie. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. She's got the one of the best voices you've ever heard. The song hits. It's hard. It gets in you. It's just one of one of the best, in my personal opinion, of all time. It is a good song. Yeah. It is a good song. It's a good video, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic, like, 90s video. Mine never gets love, but it's it's Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that song. I love that song. Why do you love it? Did you hear it when you were a kid? Yeah. And it's just a great song. It's a fun song to sing. I like songs that just, they're fun to sing. And that's a song. Karaoke, that's, that's, too. That's a fun song to sing. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of those that's always in the credits of a movie. Yeah. Or at the end of a movie. Yeah. Yep. It's just great. It's just great. And the music video is top notch. I don't remember the music video. The music video is We're going to have to watch it here in a minute it's, after it's, the podcast. It's gaudy. Put on Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, put on <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. All right, so let's play an excerpt of each of the songs that we found to be our our, our tribute song. All right, which one are we going to use? I, go oh, here's, first. Here's the thing, though. I really wanted the Celine Dion song, but since you played it, I was like, I can't choose it. But My any, Heart Will Go On? Is that the anything, one you're thinking of? Yeah, that was a good <laughs> one, too. It wasn't that one. It wasn't. Play the song that you played. because. Well, it, I was watching a... a um, My Heart Will Go On was great, It though. was actually... That's another great music video. It was an Instagram reel okay. uh, that I was watching, and, and sh- the, oh, chick, the chick is um, lip-singing to that song, and she's saying this was my mom in the 90s or whatever and then this is me now and then it's her singing that same song so basically just saying that that song never gets old you know what i'm saying so this is adrian's number one i'm the only one by melissa etheridge (laughs) (laughs) the chorus is the best though i think great voice She she wasn't out though when the song came out, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Couldn't have been. I don't think she came out. When did this, this, when did this early, come out? This is early nineties. Mm. 90, 92. 92? I don't know. It's, that's my guess. Ninety three. <sighs> it's a great song. It's a great time for oh, yeah. female singers. Nineties. Yeah, because another one of my favorites was Jewel. Jewel was the shit. Oh, yeah. And then the Cranberries, of course. Fast forward a little bit. <coughs> the video to this is, is just... This is just a good rock it's great. song. This is just a great rock song. Oh, yeah. Great subject matter, you know. Great vocals. It's Here. been covered a few times. That have, yeah, Some of them are good. Uh, who was it? Miser does a really good cover of this. If you're not a Cranberries fan, I don't know if we can be friends. I don't know why you can't be. You gotta be. Yeah. Actually, I want to change mine. You're gonna change it? Yeah, I'm gonna change it. You can't it. change it. Yeah. And it's another one of those songs that's just...
bombs and and bombs. All right, here's the chorus. It's the best. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that is the Cranberries. Now you're changing your song. I'm changing mine because you two went rock. And so okay, this, here it is. this is Nico Vega, Beast. Did you do, you didn't do Beast, did you? Mm, no. Beast. When did this come out? I don't know. Uh, maybe 2008? 2010? What was your other end? Total Eclipse of the Heart? Funny talk. But that's more <laughs> pop. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure, right? There it is. I've never heard this song. Have you not? No. Oh, it is hard. Have you I've, never, I've never even heard of the artist. It's pretty good. It's graceful. Yeah. All right, Adrian, what's another one? Um, There's so many. I mean, Whitney Houston. Like I said, Whitney, I, a ton. Janet Jackson. <laughs> Janet Jackson's got a new, like, documentary coming out, right? That's what I heard. Or When's auto, that supposed to drop? Auto, auto-mentary? What is it when they produce it themselves and they make it themselves? Uh, biopic? Biopic, maybe? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well done. Yeah. I like biopics. Yeah. I love documentaries. That's Those are my I favorite. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm very interested in the upbringing of the Jacksons just because there was so much mm. controversy. And it hasn't been at the forefront of conversations for at least a decade. So it'll be interesting to kind of jump back down the rabbit hole that was the you know, like the abuse that the Jacksons went through from their father growing up as a Jackson 5. Yeah, I watched a documentary, um, and it was a snippet of it. It was uh, Tito. He was uh, talking about his father and, and how he was really hard on him, but he was super thankful that he was hard on him. And he attributes all his success to his father. And, of course, most of the previous films that have came out throughout time have really depicted their dad in a really aggressive disciplinary authoritative figure but he said it, it really wasn't that severe it wasn't that bad so he downplayed it quite a bit yeah. i don't know if he's really telling the truth or can you imagine taking your four kids out across the country touring and not being an authoritative authoritative prick yeah i mean you would have to to get them and I don't think the word he's even even is motivated, but to get them to to get them to do all the shows that they did, the mass amount of touring, and to spend that much time together, you have to be. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that to my kids, but yeah, he he shared a story about um, a guitar that his dad had, and he would go to work every day, and he'd leave the guitar there, and his mom would say, you know, I won't tell your dad that you're playing it, but make sure you don't, you know break a string or scratch the guitar. And so he would play it while his dad was at work. And then one day he broke a string and his dad came home and beat his ass. And then he sat him down and was like, okay, you've been playing my guitar. Show me what you know. Show me what you learned. And he started playing and surprised his dad. And his dad was like, wow, you play almost as good as I do. He was like, you're in our, our group. Cause they were all musicians 
and I guess Michael Michael was like a few years younger than Tito, and he performed at a school play, and he had a singing role, and that's where they discovered how talented he was. And once they discovered he was that talented, okay, you're in the group. And so they all just kind of discovered one another simultaneously, and that's how the Jackson 5 came about. And they were doing a wedding, um, and they really didn't have a name for their group. But the, the lady that um, kind of set, got them to the venue and scheduled them to play, she was like, why don't you, you, there's five of you, why don't you just call yourselves the Jackson 5? So some random lady gave them the name, and they just adopted the name and ran with it. It's a great name. Yeah. They were probably sitting there like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. How come we didn't, How think, come we didn't think of that? Right. We're sitting over here thinking, <laughs> well, there's five of us. We, we, all, we all like going down to the, to the, to the lake to swim. We'll go the the swimmies. Yeah, he talked about how cool it was for them to tour the world and play all all corners of the of the globe. It was it's pretty cool that they got to do that at such a young age. Yeah, it's pretty great that they didn't have a childhood. Yep. Sorry. Well, they were all. I don't know. Would you want to grow up that way and be a, a famous musician and part of an iconic group and here's, have a brother that is one of the greatest performers of all time? Here's why I can't answer that. I'm not that talented like i have never been that talented at something that i could go professional or be able to do that so i don't know maybe maybe it's a different maybe it's a different mindset maybe it's just a different type of person that can do that but i i would there's no way even if i I can't imagine doing that and not having a childhood or not having like my kids having it it's just weird to me it's all worth it in the end though wouldn't you think i don't know all the success all the money ends don't justify the means I guess all the, uh, all the fame, all the child labor <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's just kidding. There is no, there is no doubt that they profited off of the child labor in China. Just like everybody else that has a business pretty much. Yeah. Our, our, our final segment tonight is going to be our very popular, very requested. It's odd how much you people want to hear this. Uh, our FMK, our fuck, Mary kill, uh, Adrian, will you introduce what our three choices are tonight? All right, so we have 90s rock females, female singers. Mm -hmm. So we said Gwen Stefani, Alanis Morissette. Oh, fuck, who was the other one? (laughs) Well, we know who Adrian is not going to marry. And Courtney Love. (laughs) Courtney Love, yeah. That almost makes it too easy. Courtney Love, I'm going to go first. Courtney Love is, is way too shady, so she's out of there. Yeah. Um, Alanis Morissette and who was the other one? Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Okay. I would marry Gwen Stefani. I would F Alanis Morissette. She's got a great voice, great music, but Gwen Stefani seems like more of a long-term material and she's had such a long career. I have to go with Gwen. She's, she's still hot. She's kind of like drifted in and out of different genres she's been rock she's been pop she's been rock and pop punk country she's my kind of she's she's versatile. my kind of gal right there ska and that was yeah a little bit of ska, ska. Yeah. yeah yep yeah. and then with courtney love you'd obviously just yeah 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 i think she killed my man Ooh, <laughs> soaked in bleach yeah <laughs> courtney love is definitely our throwaway i'm gonna i'm gonna kill her too but i'm i'm, I'm different i uh, i'm going to i'm going to f as James put it. Yes, yes. I'm going to do F, <laughs> Gwen Stefani, and marry Alanis Morissette. 
Mm. What are your reasons? Uh, Atlantis, Gwen Stefani just seems too much. She seems too extra for me. I don't think I could keep up eccentric. with a Gwen. Yeah, I don't think I could keep up with a Gwen <laughs> Stefani. Whereas Alanis Morissette, she seems Alanis Morissette seems more eccentric to me. Or Alanis Morissette, Morissette seems more eclectic to me, and I tend to be attracted to the more eclectic rather than the more eccentric. Okay, Adrian? I respect that. So I would marry Gwen as well because back in the day I was a huge No Doubt fan. Fucking Tragic Kingdom. Fuck yeah, that's one of my favorite albums. Shit. <laughs> Tell us about it. Tell us Tell how us you feel. About it. But yeah, I love I've loved Gwen Stefani. Um, I would actually fuck Courtney Love and kill Alanis because that be- she's fucking annoying. Why Courtney Love? She's such a slop, sloppy, all over the place. I would, if I had a choice Dirty. between listening to Hole and Alanis Morissette okay. every day for the rest of my Alanis life, Morissette. I would I would fuck with Hole. You heard it here first. <laughs> like that's I how, respect that. That's I guess. how annoying Alanis Morissette is to me. She's so iconic for the '90s. Like, she's one of the most popular artists of that time period. Female artists. I don't know. She's got a great voice. All three of them do. But she's Canadian, which also puts her in the same category as Nickelback. So I'm gonna kill her. Really? Why do we always have to <laughs> circle around back to Nickelback? They're the root of all evil. <laughs> Fucking Canada, man. Justin Bieber. I never knew that, that uh, Nickelback was from Canada. Yeah. That's disappointing. So is Alanis Morissette well, and Justin Bieber and Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I like Seth Rogen. The Ryan Reynolds. Mm. You uh, like, Ryan, you like Reynolds Ryan Reynolds is from Canada? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I think he's funny. Yeah. Van Wilder. I like him in Van, Van, Van Wilder. Van Wilder was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, I mean, there's a ton of people that are Canadian. Isn't Conan O'Brien Canadian? Probably. I don't know. I feel like. I feel, I feel like, like he would be. A lot of people are Canadian. I yeah. mean, there are there are neighbors to the north. Nardwar is a Canadian. You know who Nardwar is? Yeah. The human serviette. <laughs> He's an interviewer that he. Every person he interviews, he knows way too much about, and they're like blown away every time. Yeah. Very, like, very clear that they yeah. talk to their mothers. Yep. Uh, but uh, you know. Anything for Go a look up some Nardwar interviews. He's been interviewing for like 40 years. All right. Well, this is episode 76. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jared. I'm James. I'm Adrian. See you guys next week.